0: Hello friends, welcome to Beyond the News. I'm your host Jim Grant. This is Friday the 19th of March 2021 that I'm recording this. Coming up on today's show, the protests and the bill that says we're going to crack down on protests. Looking also at uh, the MPs that were in favour of that. Dominic Rabb saying we're living in a, a post-democratic world. The effect of face masks in class cancer patients and how they're reacting to the vaccine, some more Dead Sea Scrolls, the world's ancient baskets, some news on Neanderthals and much much more if what I do on this show is just read out the headlines of the articles today and just stick to the opening sentences because there's so much to get through now. So let's start with our first article here tonight. It's been all over the news Police in England using Covid lockdown rules to halt any protests. This is something I've been shouting about since the summer, and that's why I've been shouting for all people to come together to respect other people's freedoms and rights to protest. Now, here's the thing, and this will be the one topic that I go off on rather than just stick to the headlines on, because this is something that's very important. You have to stick up for the rights of people you hate. That's right, you hate them, you disagree with every word they say. If you want freedom of speech, you've got to defend their rights to freedom of speech because that's how it clamps down. Oh, well, we're only going to censor that person because that's a very, very unpopular, hateful opinion. And now we're going to change the goalposts on what's hateful and unpopular. And sooner or later it turns into, in any dictatorship, anything the state disagrees with is hateful and unpopular. So, yeah, anger grows after vigil for Sarah Everard is stopped despite court ruling on right to demonstrate. So, again, that's a secondary issue there. Another example of the High Court going, "Um, government, you're acting unlawfully and the government just going, well, what the police going to do? Arrest themselves? Crack on, boys. Go on. Arrest those unarmed, peaceful, defenceless women. Crack some skulls. It's not like the British public are ever going to do anything about it. And, um, you know, that's what now we've had a couple of rulings from high court judges saying, you know, yep, uh, government's acting unlawfully and nothing is done about it. And if you go on to social media and say about this, you will often be called a conspiracy theorist. What high court judge ruling acting unlawfully, beating the crap out of unarmed people for no reason. Not enough for you. So that's the thing we had during the summer. We had a lot of people going, oh, look at those anti-maskers, COVID deniers. Look at them. They're out there killing granny, spreading the viruses, all that kind of stuff. Well, guess what? You have to defend those people's rights to peaceful protest, even if you disagree with them, because otherwise they're going to just clamp down on everyone. And by they, I mean the police. But we've got an article coming up saying that um police have just sort of had enough of this kind of stuff and they're leaving Um, and in case I don't get to it I'll just give you my two cents worth now what if over the next year or so when the police are told by the government yeah I know a high court judge has said it's unlawful but hey you're the police could you just act unlawfully for us thank you so much what is that going to do to the psyche of the good police when The public don't stand up for it. Um, The police aren't going to arrest themselves. What do you do? Well, the good police officers are going to say, this doesn't resonate well with my soul. I don't want to be cracking down on peaceful protests. And they're going to leave. What does that leave? If If the police are made up of good coppers and bad coppers, and I'm sure there are both in there, and if the good coppers don't want to act unlawfully and the bad coppers aren't arrested, and the politicians giving them the unlawful orders aren't arrested. What does that leave? Bad politicians in control of bad police with no one to restrain them. So that's uh, if anyone ever thinks that this broadcast is about bashing the police, it's not. It's about holding bad police to account so that the, the good police aren't tarnished with the same brush. And the people and the police can live in a free and fair and just country. In order to do that, you need to admit, one, there are bad coppers. Two, they're being asked to follow unlawful orders by bad politicians. And then we can admit there's a problem, not bashing the police, not having a go at them. Many of them have done a very difficult job. And then we can get the good coppers, once they get the full support of the public and they know the public's behind them, Maybe then the good coppers can arrest the bad coppers and let's hope and pray, whatever religious denomination you are, or even if you're an atheist, just cross those fingers and hope that the good police then go and arrest the unlawful politicians as judged by a court ruling. This article is by Tom Wall on Saturday the 13th of March. Police officers are using coronavirus regulations to break up socially distanced demonstration, even though the country's largest police force has conceded in a landmark legal case that people have a right to protest during the current national lockdown. Landmark legal case. Let's open that link. Uh, And this is an article from The Guardian, by the way. And this is Sarah Everard, Vigil organisers Challenge Met's decision to ban it. Good for them. Woman Behind Reclaim the Streets, Lawton's Emergency Action, Saying Force's Decision Is Unlawful. That was Alexandra Topping for the day before on the 12th of March. And so uh, all those articles there you can see for yourself and read them for yourself on the Beyond the News website. Moving on. Again from The Guardian here. Daniel Trilling. Johnson's government is deeply authoritarian the policing bill proves it Daniel Trilling well there are a number of people Daniel that have been calling it just exactly as what you've been calling it for the past year yeah they've got a few odd beliefs to go with it as well um yeah some of them think the world is run by shape-shifting lizards but they have in essence been warning you about this for 20 years I am of course talking about the likes of Ike and whatnot um I agree with some of what he says. Disagree with some of what he says. But guess what? Deplatforming those that were trying to warn you and agree with you on the statement that Johnson's government is deeply authoritarian and we're building towards a police state, we should all be wary of. You ask for them to be deplatformed because they were conspiracy theorists. Which, yes, they are conspiracy theorists, but they don't deserve to be deplatformed. And they are also deplatformed because people called them racist. Ike is not a racist. Uh, Anyone that says that clearly hasn't listened to his work when he's calling about... It's a most asinine statement to call someone because... He's all about we're eternal energy in like this body and the body doesn't matter. So you couldn't have picked a worse person to call a racist. And you call him an anti-Semite because he's taken a pop at the way Israel conducts itself. Well, guess what? He's taken a pop at every single government that conducts itself in an authoritarian manner around the globe. So it's uh, a little bit asinine for you to say, Daniel Trilling, I would like an ar- Yes, you're right, Mr. Trilling. But, you know, at the end of the day... Ike has advertising revenues and other sites have advertising revenues and perhaps it was in your interests and when I say you I mean the Guardian to have those people deplatformed because you then get more traffic to your sites and God knows you need it because every time I open up your articles you're begging for money. So um, again I will refer to the previous point that I made in Peaceful Protest. As it regards to free speech, you must stand up for everyone's rights for free speech in an authoritarian We must stand together. Otherwise, guess what? There aren't enough fascists to impose fascism. But if you can get and split the people into different fractions, divide and conquer, and get worn amongst themselves and distracted, then you can, can't you? pick them off one by one as the old poem says I wasn't a Jew when Hitler came for me so I didn't call out I wasn't a homosexual blah 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 I'm paraphrasing but you get the idea so anyway I don't want to sound like I'm having a go at Mr Trilling there because I'm not maybe for all I know he was writing articles in the Guardian saying we shouldn't deplatform people so I don't uh, this isn't personal I'm just saying we now need to come together and say I don't know whether I agree with you or not I don't know where you stand politically or not. But I defend your right to free speech. I defend your right to peaceful protest. And I defend your right to criticise the government. Whoever they are. Oh, and by the way, that includes racists who I find vile. But guess what? You all have freedom or Eventually, none of you will, and you'll be picked off one by one. One little subcategory at a time, one little group. Oh, it's okay to pick on the racist. Right, we're now going to expand what the word racism means to include this, 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 and this. Um, Ta da! And divide and conquer. And what you can then do is if you deplatform them, you can call someone racist and take away their chance to go, hang on, I'm not at all. What on earth are you talking about? There's no racist bone in my body. So you see how authoritarianism comes in one big lump. Anti-free speech, anti-protesting, you know, what are they going to do next, eh? Pass a bill to say that their security services can kill us without trial. (laughs) I forgot, they did that last year, my mistake. So reading out Daniel Trilling's article, yes. Johnson's government is deeply authoritarian, the policing bill proves it. Yes, yes, yes. In recent months, with Brexit apparently done and the new global Britain to look forward to, Boris Johnson's government has been trying to signal that it has left behind the divisive politics of the last five years behind after Donald Trump supporters stormed the US Capitol on the 6th of January. See, problem with that, Mr Trilling, is... About 1% of his cap, uh, supporters stormed the Capitol and they were mixed in with plenty of Antifa's who said they were deliberately going to false flag and some of them have been caught doing it. So you might want to just tweak that a little bit. Um, and of course Donald Trump was deplatformed so I would like to see you go, regardless of what I think of him, he has a right to uh, protest and a right to say what he wants. But I'm sure they won't. This is the thing you see divide and conquer we stand as one or we will all be hung separately now all right it doesn't matter whether you like someone dislike someone agree with them disagree with them you must stand up for their right to free speech and their right to peacefully protest without being cracked round the head so uh more recently, the well connected Conservative commentator James Forsyth has even suggested that the UK is set to pursue a more liberal immigration policy. Uh, Yet the policing bill that is currently making its way through Parliament and which will be voted on MPs tonight shows that the authoritarian populism remains a central part of the Johnson government's project. Introduced with a now familiar disregard for parliamentary scrutiny, the 300-page bill was only unveiled a week ago, giving MPs and observers barely enough time to read and interpret its contents. The Police, Crime, Sentencing and Courts Bill new powers that will allow senior police officers and the home secretary to restrict protest in unprecedented ways as well as measures intended to criminalize the living circumstances of gypsy roman and traveling communities that's what hitler did wasn't he you know along with the gays the disabled and the jews he took a pop at the gypsies the Romans and traveling communities as well didn't he um of course the the tory government already took a pop at 120 disabled people who won't be breathing anymore over the last 10 years um, you can see that through various articles you can be brought up for yourself um, don't think he's taken a puppet gaze um, but yeah pretty much everyone else so uh yeah well there you go well here we are then that mr trilling uh so it looks like a few people as you said i'm going to quote you here um now familiar disregard for parliamentary scrutiny so it's More than one person needs to be done that and it's been done before. If it's more than one, then if something is being hidden by the public eye and it's been done more than once by a number of people, then it's unlawful and a conspiracy. That's all it means. A conspiracy is more than one to get through a nefarious agenda. So there you go. But you, you, I don't remember the Guardian standing up for so-called conspiracy theorists when they were pointing out that this is exactly what um, their whole basis is. There's a group, a cabal of uh, satanic paedophiles that have um, that control the vast majority of the Western governments, the one way or another. And their agenda is to bring a very authoritarian society where. It doesn't really matter who you vote for because if you don't like it, there's nothing you can do about it. That's It's a, like a post-democratic society, really. So then that's pretty much the basis of what they're talking about. And here it is, for all to see, no longer a theory because now familiar disregard for parliamentary scrutiny means it's going the way around the democracy should work. In order to do that, you need more than one. That's a conspiracy. And I would imagine if you're familiarly if that's even a word, disregarding parliamentary scrutiny, then dare I suggest if it's been done more than before it might be following an agenda. So now is the time for conspiracy theorists to stand up for the Guardian and the Guardian to stand up for conspiracy theorists and all of us have the right to peacefully protest, speak our minds as long as we're not calling for a crime to be committed and when I say calling for a crime to be committed I'm calling for a breach of common law. So um you're not up you, it doesn't matter how you know if we had the greatest free speech laws in the world i still don't think anyone to say right everyone let's all get together and we're going to go and kill a politician um you can't do that for example because you're calling for a killing someone is a breach of common law common law roughly is uh, don't damage anyone kill anyone nick their stuff damage their stuff now, there's a very layman's interpretation of it but more or less down that road so as long as you're not bre- calling for like because otherwise it could be right we've made protests illegal and put people are uh, gathering to peacefully protest well they're protests illegal you're now calling for a crime to be committed we can now come into your house the moment you put it on facebook that you're calling for a crime to be committed and then uh, we'll deplatform you so you can't have any complaints uh, so we can continue with the unlawful activities and what we'll do is uh, we'll just put it out on our news channels that you're a racist and everyone goes good good I'm glad he can't say anything good I'm glad he doesn't get trial and then suddenly oh we've now changed what the description of a racist is uh, which includes you know well as you see over in the United States (laughs) that's very scary what they're doing over there pretty much everyone who doesn't believe in the democratic party (laughs) is now a racist (laughs) over what I've seen over there from some of their people. But I don't have that source in front of me, so I won't go down that rabbit hole now. But anyway, you get my point. We need to stand up for everyone's right to protest and everyone's right to free speech. I think I've made that point enough now. So this is Tuesday the 16th of March. This is by the Metro. MPs vote in favour of Bill cracking down on annoying protests. Um, yeah, but... Deplatform them in real life. I've always said, haven't I, go and pick up a history book, watch what happens when you take away people's free speech. Tyranny is a bully, bullies never stop. It will go on and on and on until you end up like communist China and uh, the communist Chinese party, I should say, because of course it's not the fault of the people, just, just the party. So uh, a controversial bill that would give police more powers to crack down on protesters cleared its first hurdle in the Commons, paving the way for it to become law. The Police, Crime, Sentencing and Courts Bill passed its second reading on Tuesday night by 359-263, to 263, a majority of 96, and was overwhelmingly backed by Tory MPs. The legislation would make non-violent protest or intentionally reckless acts without a reasonable excuse that cause serious annoyance or are judged to be too noisy punishable with a fine or up to 10 years in jail, in theory. So what that means is they can selectively, uh, look at how many selectively enforceable points there are there. Intentionally reckless, okay. Well, it, it was reckless, Your Honour, but it wasn't intentional. I think it was. No, 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 it wasn't. Well, it is. So 10 years for you, um, without a reasonable excuse, I had an excuse, it was entirely reasonable. I want my entire generation and children to live in a free and fair society. I'm sorry, I don't think that's reasonable. It's all ten years for you. Serious annoyance. Well, everyone in the street was really in favour of the protest. Ah, oh, but there was a lady down the end of the road, wasn't there? Well, there's, there's 200 people in in the street and 199 of them were all in favour of the protest. Yes, but you did cause annoyance to that one lady. And, um, you know... She works nights, and you, you, you protesting in the middle of the day, that's a serious annoyance for her. Ten years for you. Um, too noisy. Uh, well, those ladies at the common, weren't they just sort of burning candles quietly? No, too noisy. Crack them in the head. And punishable by ten years in jail for theory. That means, oh, did our mates get caught? Doing something that could be done under this new law. All oh, right, there's a small fine, no problem. Um, oh, someone we didn't like was doing it. Yeah, 10 years for them. So that's basically total and utter selective enforcement tyranny on top of taking away your right to peacefully protest. Uh, that is, um, that's a banana republic. So, uh, you know, until we start talking uh, uh, and here's something else those ladies on that vigil that got a skull cracking at the weekend this was under the current laws so god knows what these laws are going to do do you know what i mean so that that's the second point i'd like to make even if this bill gets repealed the current laws we're under aren't being enforced because we apparently have a right to peaceful protest and that's still being done in so even if we repeal basically what they're trying to do is they're acting illegally at the moment and they're trying to make that illegal act lawful so not only do we need we need to do two things one stop this bill and two enforce the law i.e. allow these peaceful protests to go ahead and it doesn't matter what they're protesting doesn't matter whether i agree with them disagree with them they have that right to protest so that's two things stop this bill and remind the police that we have a right to peacefully protest no matter what the circumstances and then the police should go and remind the politicians next time the politicians say go and crack skulls the police say no that's not lawful we're here to uphold the law we need good police we really really do so that's uh, chilling now you changing it slightly to uh leaving the banana republic of britain behind and i'm going to call it that now because i don't know what else to call it when you don't have a right to peacefully protest um or or even worse you do and the police just go i know it's the law but yeah we're going to crack you anyway because the politicians told us to because no one gets in trouble. That's a banana republic. Uh, when the secret services can bump you off without trial, that's a banana republic. When you can have your freedom of speech taken away, that's a banana republic. So, yeah, the banana republic of Britain. That's what we're in now until we, well, until we have free speech and free, prote- pro- free peaceful protest reinstated. I'm going to call us the Banana Republic of Britain. Now, of course, that doesn't take away from the fact that if I... Of course, I wouldn't ever be allowed to uh, travel at the moment under the restrictions. But if I did go to some horrific third world country with a dictator where you have a... you know, Well, we can let you into the country, but you've got to give us all your life savings. Otherwise, we're going to bury you in a ditch. Yes, that is a worse banana republic. But I reckon if you look at how it started whatever that country is it probably looks pretty similar to what we're under now where they go well the police are acting unlawfully no one's doing anything about it so let's just see how far we can go with that but you'll remember that the president of tanzania called out um this what the conspiracy theorists would call a cabal he also did tests on papayas and goats that come back positive on those pcr tests uh, where the cycle rate is pointless at um, you know was it 35 or 45 i forget now but anyway uh, and other articles where they said oh africa needs to rein this guy in he's not he's not agreeing with everybody else in a free and fair open society everyone agrees with each other otherwise they need to be reigned in doesn't matter if he was democratically elected he needs to be reined in do you remember that article well now he's dead John Maga Fuli, Tanzania's president, died aged 61 after Covid rumours. <laughs> I'm sure there's a fair few rumours going round, huh? More, I'll bring you more on this story. He died on Wednesday from heart complications at a hospital in Dar es Salaam. Samia Salu Hassan said in an address on state television. Uh, he had not been seen in public for more than two weeks. Rumours had been circulating about his health. Opposition politicians said last week that he had contracted Covid-19, but this has not been confirmed. Mr. Maga Foley was one of Africa's most prominent coronavirus sceptics and called for prayers and herbal-infused steam therapy to counter the virus. It is with deep regret that I inform you that today we lost our blah, blah, blah. I wonder if it mentions the papaya and the goat, because that would really fly in the face of, um, as we saw, the RT article where they um, reported that the mainstream media is a total blackout on how uh, useless the PCR tests are, so I imagine just scrolling down here they're not going to be mentioning i wouldn't have thought he was ha- also held for his anti-corruption stance during his time in office um but he was also accused of cracking down dissent and say, and freedoms um i wonder how bad it was compared with the uk honestly don't know so it sounds like he had a lot of enemies um not least yeah uh, but um The opposition leader, Tundu Lissus, told the BBC that Mr Magafuli's politics, policies and Covid denialism had driven the country towards disaster. Yes, lock them all down and shut their economy. That would do them the world of good, wouldn't it? So anyway, I smell a rat there, but who knows? No proof as yet. I'll keep an eye on that article. Covid, from boom to bust, why lockdown hasn't led to more babies... Uh, for those who thought the lockdown would leave couples with little else to do than procreate there was a surprise not a baby boom but a baby bust research shows that the US is facing the biggest slump in births in a century and in parts of Europe the decline is even steeper and it goes on to say about this woman who uh, she was 33 years old um, uh, and she, she can't obviously go online dating in lockdowns and uh, and so on and so forth. And that's the time of life that she expected to be sort of settling down and finding families and whatnot. And that was an article a day ago. So uh, 18th of March by Stephanie Hegarty from the BBC. You can read all these articles for yourself if you want to know them in more detail. Uh, they will be on the parlour page and they will be be on the news And they will be on the Facebook page, but on the news separately. And they will also be episode 32, a list of all our sources. Next article from the London Economic is run by a chap called uh, Ben, a friend of mine. Um, He put my poem out and we all went viral. It was a good chap, Ben. Um, Dominic Rubb credited for epic trolling as he warns democracy is in retreat around the world. Uh, Yesterday, UK MPs voted through a policing bill which would make a dictator blush. That's by Jack Peet, March 17th. Democracy is in treat around the world. Nick Raab will warn as he sets out why why the UK still has to play a major role on the global stage. The Foreign Secretary will use a speech to warn that democracies and the institutions that underpin them are facing the greatest threat since the end of the Cold War. Yes, from the guy that appointed you, at least in this country, Mr Raab. <laughs> oh, democracy is under threat. <laughs> Who by? No, all my mates. <laughs> Please. All right, but anyway, there you go. This is from The Telegraph. Camilla Turner, 16th of March 2021. Face masks in class are causing physical harm to children. Ministers warn that masks are causing physical side effects in children, including breathing difficulties, headaches, and dizziness. That will come as no surprise to anyone who's a regular listener to this uh, broadcast. But don't worry, when they crawl over and die, just say, shut up, conspiracy theorist. It's all a conspiracy theory. Of course you can breathe. Why are you gasping for air? Why are you turning blue? Why is there skin pigmentation around your mouth? Shut up, conspiracy theorist. Breathe. It's a conspiracy theory. Next one. And by the way, That doesn't, I'm not, again, I want to reiterate to any new listeners, the just because I love cats doesn't mean I love dog theories. By pointing out that there are all those harmful potential side effects of masks doesn't deny the fact that there may be some good ones as well. But, you know, if we're following the science, then you weigh up the pros and cons. You don't just go, I'm going to do this because there are loads of pros and anyone that points out the cons is a conspiracy theorist. That is not the way science works. Next one, by Philippa Roxby, again from the BBC. This is a day ago, so Thursday the 18th of March 2021. Cancer patients lack same protection after first jab. Cancer patients are much less protected against COVID-19 than other people after one dose of the Pfizer vaccine, the first real-world study in this area suggests. With a 12-week wait for the second dose, this could leave them vulnerable, says the King's College London and Francis Crick Institute research team. Uh, An early second dose appeared to boost cancer patients' protection. Cancer charities are calling for the vaccine strategy to be reviewed. Now while we're on the subject of science, now for something completely different. Daily Mail. This is this is a blast from the past, August 2013, but I just wanted to make people aware that sometimes accidents can happen. Pub worker nearly gassed himself while cleaning toilet by accidentally creating first world war gas by mixing strong chemicals. Incident happened at the Leg of Mutton and Cauliflower in Ashstead, Surrey. Assistant manager unwittingly mixed descaler and bleach last Saturday. So, of course, you know it's not in the last year because the pub wouldn't have been open. Jason Smith had no idea pouring both down urinal would create gas. A pub worker was overcome by toxic fume and felt his lungs burning while he cleaned a toilet. He unwittingly mixed descaler and bleach, and uh, to produce chlorine used in chemical warfare during the First World War. Um, yeah it would create the poisonous chlorine gas Um, wasn't that I'm trying to find if wasn't it called like mustard gas or something along those lines Um, anyway just something I thought I'd uh, blast in the past that's breaks up from the usual um, uh, this is this is um hmm BBC, five days ago. COVID. Judge rules man with learning difficulties should be vaccinated. A man with severe learning difficulties should have a COVID-19 vaccine. Despite his family's objections, a judge ruled. Specialists said the man who was in his 30s was clinically vulnerable and in a priority group for vaccination. But the man's parents objected and raised a number of concerns about alleged side effects. Judge Jonathan Butler agreed with NHS. Tameside and Glossop Clinical Commissioning Group that vaccination was in his best interests. So... That's a judge and doctors overruling his um, what it, parents who are also I presume, carers that's not good regardless of whether you think the vaccine is good or not when the state has the say over your children instead of you mm, you know perhaps they could protest that. Oh, of course not, they're not allowed to now. They'll, they'll get cracked around the head. Moving on. Independent. Government coaching Serco on how to win honours for running Test and Trace programme. Business department data leak shows firms profiting from pandemic are being invited to honours classes. This is Thursday the 11th of March 2021. Uh, Independent by John the government is giving private contractors profiting from the beleaguered Test and Trace programme and other areas of the pandemic tailored advice on how to win honours. Serco, Capita, Deloitte and Amazon are amongst firms who have been written to by civil surgeons urging them to apply for gongs like, it, says, it actually says like-like, <laughs> so I presume it's just one like they're meant to, like knighthoods and MBEs. There you go. Oh, we're all in together though, don't worry. This is from politics.co.uk by Ian Dunt. Silencing Black Lives Matter, Pretty Patel's anti-protest law. We knew this was coming. Pretty Patel has been extremely clear about what she thinks of Black Lives Matter. Those protests were dreadful, she said last month. She's also been clear about what she thinks of Extinction Rebellion. At a police conference last year, she branded its activists eco-crusaders turned criminals now we see what she plans to do about it. Uh, I'm I'm an all lives matter kind of guy and um, some of those Black Lives Matter people um, I've listened to and they've really got their head screwed on right. Others just seem out of their minds uh, and I'm not an Extinction Rebellion person. I'm all in favour of uh, renewable technologies, renewable energies, uh, so I get on well with the Greens but I don't believe in Al Gore's explanation of man made uh, global warming um, neither should anyone that read his predictions 20 years ago to see that they are completely wrong also the east anglia of university uh, you want to look at the the where they got done for fiddling the figures on that that's east anglia university you can go and study that but guess what guys just because i don't agree with them I still think they have the right to protest. There you go. That's how it works. Agree or disagree, like or dislike, I stand up for your right to peacefully protest, whether I agree with you or not. Moving on, The Guardian. New anti-protest bill raises profound concern and alarm, human rights groups say. Same thing over and over again. I just want you to hammer down that this really is it for Britain. You need to do two things, stop this bill, and two, make certain that peaceful protest, the right to peaceful protest is protected, and make certain the police actually uphold that law. (laughs) Who'd have thought we'd have been saying that ten years ago? We need the police to uphold the law that the High Court judge has said they need to. Ta-da! Exclusive, draconian 307 page police crime and sentencing bill is being rushed through Charities, Unions and Faith Communities say. Good. Let's all stand together. Whether we agree, Let, we're all going to be crushed by the same boot. So let's all stand together, regardless of what sides of the political spectrum we're on. I think I've hammered that over and over again, haven't I? More than 150 organisations have warned ministers that a new law handing police tougher powers to crack down on protesters will be attack on some of the most fundamental rights of citizens. <laughs> really? As I said last week, how did that go for you guys? How did reaching out to someone and expressing your concern about those points, you know, not being killed without trial. That'd be handy. Right to peaceful protest and right to free speech. Um, Yeah, reach out to someone and say, I'm concerned about this. Here are the sources. You don't even have to mention my podcast. My poorly presented, never edited, never scripted, effective brain farts that I spout out on a weekly basis on Friday afternoons. You just have to be able to listen to the podcast, create a Word document and go, well, that link he's talking about, that resonates with my soul. That's important. And then you just copy and paste. And then you ring up a friend, you talk about it, and then you send them the links. You're By all means, if you want to spread the word about this podcast, that would be much appreciated. And um, the numbers keep going up and up on the Spotify, which is nice. But considering we started from zero, <laughs> I would hope that is the way they are going. But my point is, I'm not, oh, spread the podcast, guys. I want everyone to listen to me. I want to be famous. Have you listened to our podcast? are great? It's not about that. It's about I'm presenting you truthful, factual information about how our rights are being trampled like really badly, like the fundamental ones, and we need to stop it. And we need to come together with the people that we disagree with to unite against tyranny that is now coming for us. It is here. Go ask the women on Clapham Common the other day whether they felt they lived in a free country. Oh... I just I just, I just closed the document without reading it. But what it said was, um, I'll read the headline for you. The, uh, do you know what? No, it's so important. I think I'm going to reopen it up. Right, I've reopened it. Uh, here we are. Sarah Everard, Met Police Chief, will not resign over vigil scenes. The Met Police Chief has said she is not considering her position after the force was criticised over its handling of a vigil for Sarah Everard. Officers handcuff women and remove them from... Crowds on Clapham Common and Monday, in London on Saturday. When I use the term cracking heads, I'm talking in terms of, you know, I'm not literally trunching around the head, although they did do that to certain lockdown protests, didn't they? Did you see that? I remember watching that guy drop like a stone. <laughs> I've still never found out what happened to that poor bloke. Um, so, Commissioner, Cr- so it's a metaphorical term for cracking heads. Um, so I'm not saying they literally went and truncheoned these people. I'm talking cracking heads is getting physical. So I just wanted to make that 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 term clear. I am a working class boy, uh, hence I've never written for the Guardian. Right, officers handcuffed women and removed them from clouds on Clapham, London, Saturday. Commissioner Cressida said she was more determined to lead the Met. Uh, the Home Secretary has commissioned an independent investigation into the force decisions which were taken in the light of the COVID restrictions. Let me just explain that. So Pretty Patel tells the police, go and do it. Oh, was there a little bit of public outcry? Right, let's have an inquiry in which, don't worry about it, we'll, we'll release it and it will either come out, yeah, you did something wrong, but don't worry about it because, you know, we've we've got away with so much. Or we'll just say, no, you did nothing wrong. But here's the thing, um, why should she consider her position? It's not like the British are going to do anything about it. She might as well just sit there and go, Yeah, 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 I, I know we acted unlawfully. What are you going to do about it, Britain? Come on, what are you going to do about it? Nothing. So shut up! Next article. Public should be really worried about new crackdown on right to protest, ex-police chief says. Good, good, good. See, I wonder what made him leave. You know, by judging by this, probably quite a good guy, isn't he? Wouldn't it be nice if all the good police suddenly came back and said, "We're going to do, we're going to be the police the British people want and need." God, that would be a dream come true. So, you know, I'm not anti-police. I'm anti-police state. Police should be really worried. And guess what? A police state looks like. Uh, where you don't have a right to peaceful protests so in case you think i'm being melodramatic again go and speak to the women on uh, clapham common or the lockdown protesters and that's right you know doesn't matter whether you agree or disagree stand up for their rights so you've got to be really wary of more legislation being rushed through just because certain politicians didn't like certain demonstration. Yeah, you reckon? It's called tyranny. It ends really badly. If you go and pick up any history book, An ex-Police Chief says the public should be really worried about a new crackdown on protests accusing the government of putting rights fundamental to our democracy at risk. Sir Peter Fahey said it was wrong to rush legislation just because ministers are angry about the demonstrations staged by Black Lives Matter and Extinction Rebellion last summer. Oh, they didn't mention the lockdown protests then. I think that's the one that... uh, Didn't they... They bent the knee to Black Lives Matter, didn't they, the police? (laughs) A bit different to how they treated the anti-lockdown protesters. So, again... Little bits of omission here and there, isn't it? Yeah. Don't mention that there's a public rebellion going on. Let's divide and conquer. Let's divide and conquer. Yeah. Divide them into little groups. Do you hate that group? Right, we'll crush them first. Crush. Do you hate that group? Right, we'll crush them first. Blah 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 blah. Right, we've crushed them now. Now we come for you. Blah, 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 blah. We were your friends. No one's our friends. <laughs> Did you get some of those contracts with COVID? No. You're not our friends then right so that was by rob merrick from the independent and that was dated four days ago next article metropolitan police let thousands of officers accused of sex attacks escape sanction figures reveal this is just a little blast in the past i thought i'd bring out for you again i'm not anti-police i'm anti-police state and um, i am pro good lawful police and good lawful police i don't really let hundreds of officers accused of sex attacks, escape, sanction, really. Having said that, an accusation isn't enough. They, sh- Everyone has the right to innocent, to be proven guilty. Police, non-police, everyone. So an accusation isn't enough. But that should be enough to... Whether we have enough evidence to go forward with a trial and prosecute, or you don't, and you say sorry. That's how justice should work, shouldn't it? So figures obtained by the Independent show only one in every 18 members of the Met accused of sexual assault are subject to formal action. Now, if that's because 17 of eight of them just don't have the evidence, I'm okay with that. But I do wonder if that's the case. Do you know what I mean? Um, If you actually, I don't know if it's the case of Britain, but if you look at the and study serial killers in the United States, the amount of them that tried to join the police and the amount of them that have been in the military is uh, there's quite a high number of percentage of them like that. So um, what I'm saying is there are a number of personalities that are drawn to the police. One of them will be, I want to be a good person. I want to uphold justice. I want me and my family to live in a good world that's undoubtedly a certain personality that joins the police force but also there's a I want to control
1: everyone this is a badge bow down bow down
0: so I'm just going to take a a sip of water now what percentage of what personality types I have no idea but we need to be aware they're in there so um hundreds of officers from Britain's biggest police force accused of sexual attacks Never face any kind of disciplinary proceedings. I don't know if they're sex attacks. Shouldn't they kind of like be prosecutions and trials? Just a thought, you know. Figures of sex attack, it's not like... If a policeman, like... I don't know. (laughs) uh, Just says something, or gets a law wrong or, um, you know, gives a polit- uh, political opinion too far or something like that, isn't that like a disciplinary proceeding? But attacking someone sexually, isn't that a crime and crimes need trials? Just a thought. Between the start of 2012 and June the 2nd, 2018, a total of 562 officers were accused of sexual assault and only 43 faced subsequent proceedings, according to data released under the Freedom of Information Act. Of those 43, 31 had formal action taken against them and the remaining 12 were subject to informal management action. 85 cases are still being considered but the vast majority, 420, face no action. I have no problem if those 420 had no evidence to support it because innocent till proven guilty. But if they did, that is a big problem and I just don't know. But I just thought I'd read that article out to you here on Beyond News. Put it out in the ether for you. Again, I'm not anti-police. I'm anti-bad police, pro-good police. Covid-19 continue using AstraZeneca vaccine says who three days ago. Uh, the World Health Organization urged countries not to pause Covid vaccines as several major EU member states halted their rollouts of the Oxford-AstraZeneca jab. Uh, Germany, France, Italy and joins join smaller nations in halting vaccinations as a precaution while checks are made. Uh, it's interesting because I could have sworn that headline changed from when I first did it I should have taken a screenshot uh, which was it was basically reading out the countries that had halted the vaccine but it seems to have changed now interesting here's my prediction on this it will be what's called a stop and go and why it's only the AstraZeneca and not the other two Moderna and Pfizer I do not know um, because there are, as we, I read out last week, there are plenty of adverse reactions to the Pfizer vaccine. Go and listen to my podcast last week. I read it straight from the government's own PDF file from their own documents, from their own website. Why will it what do I mean by a stop and go? Um, common sense will prevail and then the lawyers and the lobbyists come in. If you think, pharmaceutical companies don't have lawyers that will argue on their behalf you are naive if you think pharmaceutical companies do not have lobbyists that will argue on their behalf you are naive if you think that governments have the funds to have multiple to even if they're not even if they win them all to even to just to bring up the cash to take on the lawyers and the lobbyists well you're optimistic to say the least so It all depends on who's in power in those countries. The politicians answerable to science or do they answer to the lobbyists and the lawyers? Because science would say, we need to study long-term effects. In order to study long-term effects, we need, well, The effects to be studied over the long term. The long term ain't three months, is it? It's probably more like three years. So let's halt, let's delay, um, and let's see what, if you know, let's see if it does cause autoimmune problems, like some doctors are saying it will. Let's see if it does cause um, some really nasty permanent side effects, like some doctors do say. On the other hand, it's important to point out that there are now millions that have had this jab and most have had nothing more than a sore arm, some nothing at all. So that's important to point out as well. But I've always said long-term health effects, autoimmune problems, um, the effects of mRNA, because there was an article from uh, Cancer Research, that um, not Cancer Research, a cancer institute, I can't remember its name, I should probably pull it up, Go, duck, duck, go for yourself. Um, Do you know what? I'm going to pause and just do a little search for you now. All right, I found some things. I am not a doctor. I don't know what these means. But I have a memory and I can read. So when mRNA is messenger RNA, RNA technology is what's in the, the Pfizer and the Moderna vaccines. And the whole thing is... We really don't quite know, do we? No one really does because this has been a rush through vaccine. so is is this a factor? Is it not? I don't know. I'm just bringing it to your attention. This is by uh, the NCBI uh, that is the us National Library of Medicine National Institutes for health um, i'll I'll put the link in there for yourself. Long non-coding RNA MALAT1 drives gastric cancer progression by regulating HMGB2 modulating the MIR-1297. I have no idea what that means either. I'm just saying that, uh, you know, I could be a a chimpanzee with a machine gun here, but um, RNA drives gastric cancer progression. All right. That's what I'm seeing on that one. And uh, this is by Medical Express, Uh, by Brigham and Women's Hospital January the 8th 2021. Novel RNA factors may help cancer cells thrive. Um, Like Peter Pan, some cells never grow up in cancer. Undifferentiated stem cells may help tumors such as glibola stoma become more aggressive than other forms of the disease. Um, So all right, there you go. Um, This kind of technology and cancer seem to be sort of mixed in. You can also think find threads to say RNA could be potentially the cure for cancer you, you could you, you can find stuff like that but what I'm saying is RNA cancer seem to have a bit of a link cancer usually takes it it wouldn't I'm not saying this is going to happen I'm just saying we don't know that it won't what happens if the everyone that gets his vaccine gets cancer within a few years or something like that do you know what I mean sometimes it's best the early worm may The early bird may get the worm but the second mouse gets the cheese or the second mouse sees it what happened to the first mouse and goes I don't want cancer. I'm just I'm not saying that this is going to happen. I'm saying that no one seems to know and I've got this information and I just wanted to share it with you that this should be on our radar. Nothing to I'm not saying there's a cause and effect, I'm saying it should be on the radar, things to look out for, of, of many other things, I think also autoimmune problems. Uh, those cancer and autoimmune problems are going to be the, If I had, if I was a betting man, those would be the two things that I think this vaccine may cause down the line. Now, are you going to get the jab and go and get a tumour the next day? Of course not. Are you suddenly going to get autoimmune disorder the moment you get it? Of course, you know, no. But we don't know the long-term effects, hence I'm not taking it. And this RNA stuff and cancer seems to have like a bit of an overlap. And I just wanted to draw point that out to you. Um, So uh, next one. Uh, Oh, there's another one. The long non-coding RNA Cytor drives colorectal cancer progression by interacting with NCL and SAM68. Um, I've heard SAM69 is a lot more fun but I shouldn't make jokes. This is from the National Library of Medicine, the National Centre for Biotechnology Information uh, pubmed.gov. So a uh, nice science um, government journaly thingy kind of thing. No idea what I've just read out But again, you get the idea of RNA, cancer progression, that kind of stuff. So that's what I just wanted to bring to your attention. Next from the Daily Mail, fundraising page set up to pay Prince Harry and Meghan Markle's 11 million mortgage on their California mansion closes after raising just 78.64 and the organizer promises it was not a joke. Um, I think that sort of says it all, really. Um, next week, uh, how about Prince Andrew sets up a crowdfunding page to set up a competition for a wet t-shirt competition of teenage girls? Uh, that is, of course, a joke. I'm not even going to mention it more than that. I think the headline just summed it all up really good. Uh, Mirror law to end school uniform ripoff and save parents up to 340 a year backed by MPs this got a lot of shares on my beyond the news Facebook page so this is obviously something that is important to a lot of the people on my uh, platform if it becomes well four of them if it becomes law schools will be told they can there is a lot on my platform if it becomes law schools will be told they can specify basic items such as trousers and shirts meaning parents can save cash by buying supermarket uniforms. I'm all against cartels, but I would like to see small businesses get that money instead of the supermarkets. That's just my own personal opinion there. When I was at school, I always felt sorry for the girls. Um, I can't remember whether my school did it or whether it was others. I honestly can't remember now. It was so long ago. But I, I remember... It was either at my school or friends that went to school girls weren't allowed to wear trousers and i always thought that you know they had to be skirts and uh, i was always well out of order um especially in the cold weather sod that put the trousers on so uh, but not, not like that but the state telling you what you can't wear you know i can understand them saying you have to wear something you, you can't turn up in a bikini i get that but um no you you underage girls have to show your legs i always thought that was really creepy next article here tonight and and also you know like you know i was even that at that age i was aware even though it didn't affect me i should stand up for their rights the argus uh here 9th of march brighton worker wins payout after pub fails to pay furlough uh, a pub worker has run his fight against a company which failed to pay him promised furlough and then dissolved. Uh, staff at Idle Hands in Queen's Road were left furious after being sacked without furlough before the pub reopened with new employees last summer. The former staff, including Larry Mailer, 41, were told by the company Yolo London Limited that it had successfully applied for the government's job retention scheme. However, after opening with new staff, the old workers were then told the company had missed out on the scheme due to a technicality. Mister, Anyway, good for him. He stood up for himself and he won. Moving on. COVID-19 Netherlands suspends use of AstraZeneca vaccine. So do you remember that in the day where it was like they were all dro- dropping like flies? I'm talking about the, the, um, the vaccine rollout, not necessarily the people uh, taking the vaccine. So uh, COVID-19, Netherlands suspends use of AstraZeneca vaccine. So that was the BBC one, but there were more than that. And that was uh, four days ago. So you get the idea then. We shall see whether it remains vaccine or whether lobbyists come in and tell you, say, we told you the science was safe and the people just... And when you stop and go like that and more people keep having these effects and more people keep dying, what you then do is you use that stop and go as a bulletproof vest well we did stop it we had an independent review and it said it was fine so these people must be dying from something else oh there's another one dropped <laughs> well we've had the review haven't we so just be careful that that uh, just look out for something like that uh unlike this one here this fills my heart with joy brexiteers and remainers unite in furious free speech attack on Pretty patel policing bill yes that's what come together Regardless of your political uh, place on the spectrum, right, left, paradigm, whatever, stand up for everyone's rights to freedom. This is how we win. I love it. By Dan Falvey on Monday, the 15th of March. Um, And you get the idea for yourself. In a surprising step, campaigners from across the political spectrum have turned on Home Secretary Priti Patel and Boris Johnson. A surprising step that they wanted to—the the basic one of the most basic fundamental rights of freedom—and not being a total banana republic, police state. Was it surprising? Was it? I suppose it was actually the way the Brits—they um, <laughs> were more likely to protest that the lockdown wasn't harsh enough, <laughs> judging by Facebook. But yeah, there you go. I suppose if you were a cynic, you could say it was surprising. But good for them. I love it because uh just to back up the previous points that I make if I can just get past the um uh, the cookie uh thing oh I can't seem to get through the cookie thing um, develop- anyway I cannot read it because of the um for some reason it's just not letting me oh here we are there yeah, I had to scroll down for the accept cookies button Wall Street Journal opinion. The lockdowns weren't worth it. There's a reason no government has done a cost-benefit analysis. The policy would surely fail. That's something I intend to do. Um, I want to keep it under wraps but I think there's a possibility I've got a new project on the go and one of them will be a cost-benefit analysis of that put in documentary forms but as with everything in life we shall see if that opportunity materializes i hope it does we shall see i I will keep you updated on that and if so it won't be for a couple of months anyway so but anyway this is by philippe lemoyne on march the 11th texas governor greg abbott announced last week do you remember i was saying that um they were talking about doing it and i said that he had done it well now we're bringing it up to date i like to keep up to date with my thing and so here's an article talking about in the past tense. Texas Governor Greg Abbott announced last week that his state is ending its mask mandate and business capacity limits. While Democrats and many public health officials denounced the move, ample data now ex- exists to demonstrate the benefits of stringent measures aren't worth the costs. Well done, Wall Street Journal. This wasn't always the case. A year ago, I publicly advocated lockdowns because they seemed prudent given how little no, it was known about the time about the virus and the effects. Do you know what? I've said it on my cruise podcast, and I think I've said it on this podcast before. I didn't mind I didn't blame Johnson for a two week to flatten the curve lockdown. It was only after that time when we realized mm, could, hey i'm my, my attitude towards lockdown was the same as the vaccine. We don't know what we're dealing with. Let's err on the side of caution. Let's just play it safe, you know let's see we don't know what how it spreads or anything like that so a year ago i could see the merit but as the data came in within by april i was like no nah, this is a bad idea and not just that but i feel that like i've been lied to two for weeks to flatten the curve is now what well, we're in it we're still under it on a year oh yeah we're well, at a couple of months off in the summer but yeah basically so yeah a cost benefit analysis of um given the fact that the countries that lock down the hardest seem to have some of the highest deaths. Um, given the fact that the control experiments like um, was it South Dakota uh, and those kind of places uh, didn't seem to have these uh, death models that we were all cajoled and scared into doing, it's time for it to end. Um, and then you weigh up all the cancer screening. Oh, blah, 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 blah. I've said it a thousand times in this show. If you're a new listener, go and listen to the other broadcasts that I've done because I break it down. I agree, a cost-benefit analysis, it would not hold up in lockdown's favour, in my humble opinion. So that concludes another episode of Beyond the News. Thank you so much for joining us, friends. And um, all the articles can be found on the Beyond the News Facebook page and Parlour. And you can email me at beyondthenews at protonmail.com. Thank you.